0: Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. This week, Heather and I are talking about the impact of our expectations on our learning. This week, we read how expectations can lead to frustration and misery in sports. Published in Psychology Today, 2023. Um, Heather, I think there's so many ways that we can think about how expectations play a role in the process of learning. But um, the first point that the article makes is that there that what impact pressure to perform has on
1: learning right i think especially for our, um brand new supervisees that are coming out and like eager to get started they also and i think it comes from multiple sort there's an internal like i have to do this right kind of scenario yeah, yeah, yeah but there's also an external literal clock counting now of you getting your hours done in a certain time frame oh yes and I then you know, that's an expectation and then also an expectation of kind of the mental health community, like, you're going to do this and you're going to do it well because you did all the things, right? You studied, you you yeah. passed an exam. Like,
0: Can you tell me more about that? I don't know if I've ever thought that or felt that. So you're saying other mental health uh, providers or mental health systems have an right. expectation of supervisees.
1: So I recently had a supervisee that was working in a hospital setting mm-hmm. and... They literally changed how she was treated and what was expected for her the second she passed her exam. Like, oh, oh you're done. Here you go. Yeah. Here's all the clients.
0: Well, I mean, I can see that to some degree because it may be, well, not really that milestone, but right. there are milestones that right. then signify you can do different things. Right. I guess. I
1: just I, I think it's interesting that as a culture sometimes in the mental health world, there are these expectations, but they're not spoken of. We wouldn't mm. ever say that.
0: To, we wouldn't we wouldn't be yeah.
1: hurtful or say it to somebody.
0: What about I'm trying to think um maybe like um a credential. You get a credential and then you are the expert. Right. But a, but not really. Right. You just have
1: a little star on your chest that right. says you have this. <laughs> yeah.
0: That certainly there are other people with the same credential that have far more expertise than sure. you do Absolutely. so maybe like someone with the exact same credential but they've held it for like 20 years right it means something completely they're different. not this the right. yeah they're not on the same level right but how i mean yeah our system does treats right. them the same mm-hmm. mm. okay um i was i love that you say the time limit that time frame idea yeah. that um, in Texas, we're required to get a certain number of hours in a minimum of eighteen months. Right. But so many people think that that's the deadline, or right. they feel like, like
1: that's a deadline.
0: Right. You mean. Yeah. Right. They're they're applying that as a deadline and not a minimum. Mm-hmm. So according to the rules, you could take up to five years. I was say, it's, yeah. Right. It's so there's a there's, long time. Right. Yeah. There is an up side to that time limit, but it's not 18 months, but people think they put that pressure on themselves to complete all of that in 18 months, but it's enough hours that to complete it in 18 months, you're actually working a part-time job and And, a full-time job at the same time.
1: And by the way, also fit in your supervision to that. Mm -hmm. And you'd have to double up your supervision weekly because 18 months isn't actually long enough to catch all the clients coming in, like Mm -hmm. for supervision wise. Like if you are meeting with Somebody every week, I don't remember how many weeks that is. I'm not good at math. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's not enough. It doesn't hit the supervision requirement unless you, unless
0: you've uh, met that's only uh, marriage and family. Oh, requirement. Yes. But um, so, yeah, sometimes you can't meet all the other requirements in that 18 months if you're condensing right. it that much. Um, yeah, I, I, some people really hold that, hold themselves to that. Mm-hmm. The other systems are not right. Employers wouldn't expect that you no, could do that 18 not. months. Or you're saying supervisors right. wouldn't expect that you can do that in 18 months. I mean, actually, reasonably.
1: please don't. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, there's a, there, it's like, um, what is the saying? Something about diminishing return. If you do it so quickly, right, you're not getting as much out of it as you would if you let it stretch just a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What would you, if the minimum is 18 months, what would you say most of your supervisees take to accomplish that goal?
1: Um, I have had everything. I had mm-hmm. one that finished in 20 months. Mm-hmm. I've had one that took, like, had a baby in the middle and, like, took time off oh, and sure. got an extension and took six years. Yeah. So I think that I've had
0: everything in between. But I would say my average is about two to two and a half. Yep, me too. It's right in there. Yeah. Um, if people are right on track and mm-hmm. nothing unusual happens, yeah, about two two years, yeah. a little more. Right. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, the other thing you said was, um, like... Their, expectat- their own expectation to hurry up and mm-hmm. know things, right. do things.
1: I think they're looking... You don't get paid as much when you're still oh, uh-huh. in that uh-huh. intern time. Um, I think that you have like goals of whether you wanted to be in private practice or whether you wanted oh, to sure. be in a certain, I don't know, specialty yeah. or something.
0: Uh-huh. I was thinking... I um, I don't know it's, if it's at... Or it is not as concrete as, a, as the deadline, 18 months, or perceived deadline. Um, but... The idea that they should be good at this by now. I don't. I've, I feel yeah, like I've feel actually like heard a lot yes. of people say I should be good at this by right. now. And it um, reminds me of having taught diagnosis classes mm-hmm. and that they want to get the right answer. Right. And no matter how many times I try and explain or impress upon them that there's not necessarily a correct answer, mm-hmm. that it's about the thought process mm-hmm. and thinking through your decision making. And they, student, I mean, young students really, really get stuck on, but what's the right answer?
1: Right. What What is the answer? Mm-hmm. We, um in grad school, so this is decades ago, Um, had a professor that was teaching the DSM at the time and was, gave us a little vignette about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, couple and different things and who would we diagnose with something and mm-hmm. what's the problem. And then we had, to, you know, we literally had 20 minutes to write up our you know, yeah. thing about it. And then you'd go up and he would look at it and he'd go, yes, perfect. Thank you so much. And then Mm -hmm. we go back down and sit back down. You're kind of waiting for everyone to finish up. And he's like, absolutely. And don't forget. And it would be something very kind of like overarching everything like don't forget to assess for you know Mm -hmm, mm self-harm or something like something very like oh okay but like every single person he told yes to and then had us all say what our diagnosis were and they were all different Mm. and he's like it could be all those things none of those answers are wrong it's just what is your process to get there
0: yeah and how symptom and symptomology overlap I, i you said perfect and i thought that again teaching When I when I come across a student or a supervisee, maybe someone who's finished school, and their real focus is perfectionism, I think being a counselor (laughs) you just can't be is a real right (laughs) is a really that is really hard on a counselor because no one's going to give you the stamp Mm -hmm. uh, perfect right, Um, and you're not going to feel that yourself. You're going to have days where you think oh, that was a great session. And you're also going to have times where you think that was a real dud of a session. I don't right. know what happened. That just right. felt funny. That if, so if your goal is perfectionism, it's going to be a really frustrating career path.
1: Right. And then meeting those expectations, you won't always know mm-hmm. what they are.
0: Right. So so that's the next point, actually, over-focus on outcomes oh. and how frustrating that is. Right. Um, I, You were talking about a work setting and their expectations. I think that they because just the nature of an organization, they need some kind of outcome to look at or measure. And that can become frustrating for clients or uh, not clients, but counselors, but also the idea that you fix people Mm. or you do a good job with with people. Um, I remember working at a hospital and someone said to me, well, you know, your, your families get better or the families you work. And I thought, I had thought I have never thought of it that way. Right,
1: you didn't put those words yeah. behind it. Yeah,
0: and I, I even reflecting back and trying to think about it. Do my families get better? Mm-hmm. I thought I don't really know because I've never tried to measure that or right. count that. But I thought, cool, right? Glad if someone, that that's the thought. yeah, yeah. If somebody <laughs> else thinks that, that's kind of cool. But it never occurred to me to to try and measure that somehow. Mm-hmm. What do you think is a reasonable measure or outcome for a counselor?
1: Stay with us. We'll be right back. Coaching Conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligent strategies to help leaders Drive Greater Teamwork, Collaboration, Cooperation, Greater Attitudes, Better Motivation, Coaching Career Development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. Hmm, what would be a good thing to measure? I don't know that I track...
0: Oh, you and I were just talking about this just in our own practices before we started recording. Um, the number of cancellations.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a great thing, actually.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we were talking about was what does it mean or how can you think about or look at your week, how many sessions you schedule, how many of those people continue with you or um, cancel or no show. And that you and I said, one, our, our goal of how many to schedule is not, well, what, what would you say is your, your goal that you're trying to schedule every week? an so ideal we, week.
1: I haven't thought about that in a long time. I mean, it depends on how restful of a week I want to have. Mm-hmm. I like 20 clients.
0: Yeah. I usually tell supervisees 20 to 25 mm-hmm. is full time. Yep. If you're tra- um and we you and I were talking about work settings that we know of close by that are shooting for quite a bit more than that. Oh, yeah, double that. Um but then you and I also talked to so that f- helps us to feel good. Right. Um but what happens if you look at your schedule and realize, wow, I had like Fifty percent cancellations last week. I
1: honestly would be like, "What did I?" I, I would take that on myself.
0: Uh-huh. Or there's an
1: outbreak of some disease,
0: <laughs> like no, Something's I mean, going on. <laughs> I think certainly it. You should reflect back on what happened, right? I mean, maybe a big weather situation or right. something. Um, but over time, what if you and fifty percent is dramatic? But right. what if you have a good number of cancellations every week? Mm-hmm. Just going back and reflecting on. What is that about? Right. Why is that happening? What is there a pattern mm-hmm. um, that that doesn't I don't think it has to reflect completely on the counselor, but it's certainly the counselor is part of the recipe. Right.
1: And different styles of counseling do different things. People that are doing solution focus. Oh, true. They're mm-hmm. trying to hit six and be done. Right. Mm-hmm. Or is that their mm-hmm. number? Is six solution focus? Mm-hmm. I that's right. But sometimes that's the plan. Like they have mm-hmm. a plan for counseling. Mm-hmm. Um Sometimes I think it's...
0: Or fine. you and I talked about, it's it's more nuanced than that. Just did they cancel or did they come? Because you and I talked about, well, if I... Oh, a good example is I know a counselor that works with chronic pain. Oh, yeah. They have a lot of cancellations. I bet they do. Because all of their clients have health concerns. Mm-hmm. But I think the difference in that one, the nuanced part of that is if those people are communicating with you, If they're missing, but they email or call and say, we're in the ER.
1: Yeah, so sorry. You're not going to make it.
0: We're planning Mm -hmm. on next week. Mm -hmm. That's different than just completely ghosting you or completely not communicating right but then it feels like if those people are still connected to you and communicating that they're engaged in the process yes
1: and i think the ones that you would be concerned about if you were just measuring outcomes are the ones that either no show no call nothing like they just Mm -hmm. disappear or if they're like we'll get back to you when we need to see you again and it's not necessarily in the plan of therapy kind of abruptly comes at the end
0: so Getting totally focused on just the outcome probably isn't that productive, but taking a deeper look. Right. Um, I'm actually, I need to respond to an email of a family that I knew. Mom emailed and said, you knew us this many years ago. Right. And we didn't see you that many times. And I went back and looked in the records and I only saw them a handful of times and they were working on a very limited Mm -hmm. goal. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she emailed back and said, um, we haven't seen you in this many years and we saw you for this reason a long time ago. Um, but we're going through this different transition and we thought it would be helpful. Right. To me, that signifies not they no showed on me, right? Or they or they canceled or they oh, quit coming however many years ago, but they felt like what they got in a short amount of time before was helpful and they're wanting yeah, to it's the biggest compliment. Yeah. So if you just get focused on how many sessions per week or how many people canceled or things mm-hmm. like that that doesn't really tell the whole story correct um so maybe our part of our job is helping new counselors um go through the thought process and think about well what what do i consider right or what's part of the story here that explains the number okay Definitely. Um, the final point in our article was managing expectations of others. I feel like we've talked about this kind of throughout our, our episode today. Um, but how do you manage expectations of others for yourself?
1: So for myself, I try and consider like for in, in a client level, what is the client wanting out of this? Even mm-hmm. if I can see that maybe their goal is something that is fine. But mm-hmm. I know that if they actually dug a little deeper or went a little farther, they might get there. But if they just want to con- conquer that goal, like um, the surface level, they're not ready to go yeah. deep, then I have to pull myself back a little bit and go, okay.
0: their idea is this. So a specific example of that might be if you're talking to a college-age student and they came in and said, I want to work on time management study skills. Right. And the more you get to know them, what you'd really like to address with them is that plus that um they're putting a lot of pressure on themselves to be perfectionistic right but they go no i'm just here for study management, right. I time, management do this.
1: I time management yeah and
0: maybe so you adjust your expectation and think they didn't come to address this global mm-hmm. picture mm-hmm. right they came to me at at this point to address a smaller things right. and that you would allow yourself to feel like that was a success. Right. You that met your smart.
1: goal. Right. Yeah. They met, And so it's client driven, not always therapist driven. Mm-hmm. But I think in other situations you have, uh, maybe you work in an agency or in a hospital and there are certain expectations that you hit a number. Yeah. Like a certain amount, uh-huh. right. Or you bring in so much
0: revenue or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I had a really, she was still a pretty new supervisee, young, to, new to counseling, working at an agency and, I, over a course of a couple of weeks, she just looked more and more tired. <laughs> You're like, well, yeah. Yeah. And I think every week I was noticing it and mentioning it to her, but we hit kind of a low and I went, okay, we have to stop. Mm-hmm. Yes. We had these other things we were going to do, but we really need to talk about you look not well today. Right. What's, What's going on? And she said, um, I feel like I'm really bad at this. I must be real I'm I did all these things. I went to all this school. I have all these student loans now. I'm trying to do this. And maybe I'm just really bad at this job because I can't do it. And I asked her to explain to me what the expectation was. And the expectation the company had created for her was totally unreasonable. You're like, oh well, that doesn't really fit. And I had I I mean, I think I wrote it down for her, if I remember right, and added it up, and it was. Her 40 hour a week job was adding up to like 56 hours. every. I mean, there's no way. Right. And, and that I was saying me, who I feel like I'm pretty confident and quick at some of these processes, mm-hmm. it would still take me. Right. Well past 40 hours. And I coached her a little bit in how to go back to the organization and point those things out. Mm -hmm. If you're doing this many groups, this many individual sessions, this many meetings, and that's already pushed you past 40 hours, it didn't leave you any time for necessary record keeping, phone calls, right? consultation, like any follow-up. And then, I I mean, teasing (laughs) her, I went, we didn't even schedule time in for you to go to the bathroom. right? Right. So for 56 (laughs) hours, you better not drink any water because... There's no room. There's mm-hmm. no time to go to the bathroom. Um, helping her to manage mm-hmm. expectations for herself, but also communicate that to other yeah. people. I think it's a
1: huge importance as a supervisor to be able to see that in mm-hmm. our supervisees. And then also not just see it and go, yeah, so that's your problem. Like, here you go. Mm-hmm. toss it back to them. But go, mm-hmm. this is how you can go to yeah. your agency and say, this is what I need.
0: I also think because of the just the nature of mental health, there's always people... And there's always people that could use more of you. Right. So you have to figure out how to create reasonable expectations for yourself, but then how to communicate that with other people. Um, I do that with parents. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's a great When
0: when I'm starting out with working with a new family or a new kid client, I'm really clear on my expectation for myself with them. Mm -hmm. So I explain what I'm going to do for them really clearly. So that they, I feel like when I don't do that, parents are a little bit antsy, anxious. Right. So, and I, which I think is completely reasonable. If I had a seven-year-old and once once a week for an hour, the seven-year-old went into a room with some nice lady and then just came back out. Right. And I didn't know, (laughs) I didn't know what magical thing was happening when the door was closed. I would think... I want to know what's right. happening. So when I, so I could tell parents, I'm going to communicate with you on a regular basis, at least once a month for a full hour, a mm-hmm. committed amount of time, no distractions from kids, not let me grab you for, t- for a five. second
1: in the way in the hallway. Right, yeah.
0: not that cuz that doesn't feel like right. enough time. And I tell them please always email, phone call anytime you would like and if we want to meet more often than once a month we will right. coordinate with each other. Right. So they know how to get in, in touch with mm-hmm. me. They know I'm open to meeting more often. They're, they're assured that I'm, they're going to get a full hour at least once. A, it feels like so just that puts so much of their anxiety. Absolutely. To rest
1: right. Because they you're go, giving oh, them good, right. You're almost, you're giving them the expectation that they should have mm-hmm. for how therapy goes for their child.
0: I, I think it also not very uh, rarely, mm-hmm does it happen that a parent still doesn't feel very good about that, that, Mm -hmm. what the, what the plan is, but it also gives them an opportunity to, to tell me that that doesn't meet their needs. Right. That's that. Maybe if maybe they say, "Um, okay, but I think I'd like to talk to you more often. Great. Okay. Right. Good. That I explained what I was going to, what my expectation was good that they got to say, well, I was, thinking right, something, something else, more than that, right? that we can then discuss, negotiate, work that out with each other. hundred percent. I, even when they do say that, I still think oh, the majority of times, once we get into a rhythm and they feed, they get the once a month, full hour mm-hmm. and emails when they want to, that they then realize that's, that pretty much doesn't. Right.
1: It they, covers all the bases right. and I have it, an opportunity right. to communicate whatever is necessary. Mm-hmm. Right. That
0: they, that, that, that amount of time with me does actually make right. me feel right. like they've got what they need. Um, but so I have my expectations. I'm clear and communicating it with them and it gives us still an opportunity to right. Right, navigate that with each other. Mm. Um, what about, um, I, we've talked a lot about this supervisees that want a lot of handholding mm. or every time they lead a group, what they expect yeah. from you is for you to tell them what they're going right. to do in the group I'm or your management <laughs> group in three hours. Right. What's the plan? <laughs> um, what about that kind of managing expectations?
1: I think that's also important to one, set it clear with your supervisees. I help the first couple times because groups are hard. And if you haven't done it before, there is a rhythm to it. But then also coach on how to plan that going mm-hmm. forward so mm-hmm. that they know the expectation is I'm not going to help you every time yeah. you be doing some mm-hmm. you know, behind the scenes and see what other people have done at your agency. I give them other kind of avenues mm-hmm. to say, hey, this is my limit. I'm happy to help you get started, mm-hmm. but this is what mm-hmm. we're going to do. And then also help them realize I think sometimes organizations put expectations on them to do it right or to do it a certain way. And if they're not familiar With the curriculum or with Mm the um, style that it's been done in the past, it's they probably are just not able to even come close to whatever that expectation is. Yeah. So it's important for them to kind of wade through the weeds to figure out what
0: is the expectation. Sure. There's well back to outcomes, expectation of yourself Mm -hmm. that um, you're not going to not every single group is going to be a home run every time. Right. Um, But you can help yourself by asking questions and knowing what the precedent is or, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I think one thing that I tell supervisees is um, depending on their location, depending Mm -hmm. on where they work. But if they, for example, are in private practice outpatient somewhere, I do not expect to get supervision questions or calls on the weekend or late at Mm -hmm. night. Right. Those aren't emergencies. Nope. If you're, if you're in that kind of setting, Mm -hmm. the people that you're seeing, we can certainly wait till business hours to talk about what to do next. Um, And to me, that also helps them to manage their expectations. Oh, okay. Sarah said, this is not an emergency. Right. I can be less worried about it. Right. And we'll talk about it next time I see her. And it's
1: not something that they then kind of learn to moderate that, right? Mm -hmm. As other things are thrown at them, they're like, okay, take a breath. This is not. No yeah. one's being hurt right now.
0: I can right. just, you know. Right. Oh, lot, lots of managing yes. expectations yes. in all different directions. Um And it's so important. It helps all of us to feel more confident and comfortable. Mm-hmm.
1: I think one of the scariest places to be is when you don't know someone's mm-hmm. expectations of you yeah. and you're in a role that's
0: supporting them. (laughs) Right. Um, Well, Heather and I would love to hear about how you help your supervisees manage their expectations. We'd also love to hear ideas for future episodes of Supervision with a Vision. Thanks for listening today.